It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. Yes, and we have the news for you. The news you've been waiting all week for. For week commencing October 8, 2023. This week, VK2ZRH looks at how you can operate special call VK90AR. And from the top end, VK8ZZ looks at WRC23 and also covers for our, as promised last week, report from 8RR, that trans-equatorial opening on two metres into Nippon. And hot on the heels of the Q News report for VK4 last week, more on the 2024 WIA AGM from David VK4DN of the Bundaberg Amateur Radio Club. Plus, much, 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 much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm editor Graham, VK4BB. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. G'day, I'm David, VK4DN in Bundaberg, Queensland. Just wanting to remind everyone about the exciting 2024 WIA National AGM and Convention happening in Bundaberg on Star Wars Day, May the 4th next year. We're looking for amateurs who will be willing to give a talk on stage about a subject that you're passionate about, preferably related to amateur radio, of course. But whatever your interest and if it's something you'd like to share, let us know. What is your passion? Antenna design, SDR equipment, digital modes, high altitude balloons, Weissen, CW, vintage radio. Your talk can be from 30 minutes to 60 minutes and on, on the subject of your choosing. While you're in Bundy that weekend, you might consider visiting some of the many great attractions we have up here, including the historic Bundaberg Rum Distillery Tour and the Bert Hinkler Museum. There's a nearby beach at Begara and many other interesting things to see and do. Stay tuned for more information as we get closer to the event. I'm David, VK4DN from the Bundaberg Amateur Radio Club. This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Pay attention. We have been, well, me anyway, banging on all year about reaching 90 years of continuous, uninterrupted publication of Amateur Radio Magazine. To mark this milestone, on air, the WIA board obtained a special event call sign VK90AR, with which to get on the bands and make some noise. The call sign is for use by any member of the WIA, as well as any affiliated club. Getting to use VK90AR is a simple process. Apply on the WIA website online event calendar where you can book a roster to suit yourself. If you already know where that is, go straight there. Otherwise, look up the news item featured prominently on the WIA website homepage. That's it for me. I'm Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The World Radio Conference, which sets down the radio regulations for the entire radio spectrum for every country, is held every three to four years. The last conference was held in 2019, and the WIA sent delegates to attend this meeting and to support the IARU in its endeavours to protect amateur frequency assignments. At WRC19, there were two issues that had a possible impact on our amateur assignments. The first was an agenda item in relation to short-duration satellite missions, or CubeSats, etc., seeking additional spectrum for these missions in or near the 2-metre band. This agenda item was surprisingly contentious and it took many meetings to reach agreement on the new allocation. 
The new allocation provides for transmissions in the space-to-Earth direction in the 137 to 138 MHz band and for Earth-to-space in the 148 to 149 9 MHz band. This was a good outcome for radio amateurs. The second issue relates to wireless power transfer for electric vehicles. This was of great concern to amateurs because of the potential for poorly engineered wireless power transfer systems to cause serious radio frequency interference. After much work in various national and regional meetings, along with work at WRC 19, there were no changes made to the radio regulations at that stage. The Wireless Institute of Australia is the only internationally recognised national association for amateur radio in Australia. The WIA is a member society of the International Amateur Radio Union and during the World Radio Conference it is part of the official Australian delegation to WRC23 which is hosted by the Australian Department of Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development, Communications and the Arts. The next World Radio Conference will be held later this year in Dubai. The WIA will send two delegates to this WRC23, namely Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, and Peter Picorni, VK2EMR. In the interim time between WRC events, there are several working group meetings either held in person or virtually. The WIA has been represented at all of these group meetings. The WIA has budgeted in excess of $60,000 to fund Australian Amateur Radio International representation, up to and including the WRC23, which is to be held over one month in November and December this year. Whilst we have had some contributions towards these costs, for which we are extremely grateful, a significant proportion of the WIA membership fees goes to this international representation. As Peter Schrader, VK4EA, has indicated in a previous broadcast item about WRC23, there is much concern about the secondary 23cm amateur allocation. This secondary allocation is shared with the primary GLOSNAS, COMPASS and GALILEO radio navigation satellite systems. Much of the lead-up to WRC23 has been to address the technical studies being undertaken at the ITU. The working groups have also been dealing with the opposing views from different countries that represent the operators of these satellite systems, while trying to preserve meaningful access to the bands by amateurs. We eagerly await the outcomes of these deliberations at WRC23. This has been Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, WIA Secretary and WIA Director for the WIA National News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2 LAW. Hello. Leading this week's international news, Wi-Fi 7. For most people, the Wi-Fi hardware of today provides a perfectly satisfactory user experience. However, technology is ever-evolving and, as always, the next advancement is already around the corner. Enter Wi-Fi 7, a new standard that's set to redefine the boundaries of speed, efficiency and connection reliability. Wi-Fi 7 isn't just another incremental step in the world of wireless tech, it's promising drastic improvements over its predecessors. 
But what does it bring to the table? And how does it differ from Wi-Fi 6E, which is still relatively fresh in the market? Wi-Fi 7 is engineered with advanced features to combat latency, bolster capacity and enhance stability and efficiency. Wi-Fi 7 is recognised in the official naming convention as IEEE 802.11BE. Its headline feature is speed. Wi-Fi 7 is expected to provide speeds of up to 46,120 megabits a second. That's over 4,000 times faster than 802.11B, the first Wi-Fi standard the world fell in love with. In news from Region 2, despite their potential use in communications, radio frequencies in the terahertz and sub-terahertz ranges, that is, those above 100 gigahertz, are considered underutilised. The United States Air Force is about to share its plans for a radio they're hoping that could change all that. AR Newsline has told how a project in the works in the US Air Force Research Laboratory is exploring the potential that radio frequencies above 100 gigahertz have for secure wideband communications. The military is looking to develop an ultra-broadband radio that can adjust output power, data rate and even carrier frequency and are hoping to find defence contractors in the industry who can assist with the project. Although frequencies in those ranges, which can be used for 6G communications, have a high level of atmospheric absorption that can restrict how far the transmissions travel, the military is hoping to capitalise on the frequency's ability to accommodate secure channels. The Air Force is hosting an informational day for the industry in October and will be looking for defence contractors who are US citizens to get on board the project. Early experiments have already proven successful, according to a report on the Inside Towers website. Last December, communication was achieved at frequencies higher than 300 GHz during flight experiments by the Air Force, which has been exploring these options for almost a decade. With the hope for clear skies on Saturday, October 14th, a small group of SOTA enthusiasts in Oregon will be climbing the peaks, not just for a chance at summit-to-summit contacts, but to stop long enough to experience a total eclipse of the sun from an elevation. AR Newslines say these hams who are also fans of SOTA activations and camping out don't really need an excuse, like an eclipse, to make a big weekend event happen. But Tim, November 7 Kilo Oscar Mike and his friends are seizing the moment anyway in Oregon. The state's southeastern region is in the path of totality for the annual eclipse, and that is as good as an occasion as any for a hike up to Drake Peak, so to designation Whiskey 70-CE002 and Light Peak Whiskey 70-CE004. Tim has also announced his own plans to camp at Mud Creek Campground and arrive on one of the summits by 9.20 local time. His rig and, of course, his camera will be ready. The weekend doesn't end when the eclipse is gone, however. Tim expects to keep getting more summits right up through Sunday afternoon. Two notable radio amateurs will be presenting at the banquet being held at the AMSAT Space Symposium in Texas on October 20th and 21st. AMSAT has announced that the keynote speaker will be Bob Twiggs, Kilo Echo 6 Quebec Mike Delta, who was a co-inventor of the form factor for the popular miniature satellites known as CubeSats. He'll be joined by Nick Pugh, Kilo 5 Quebec X-Ray Juliet, a telecommunications technology specialist. Nick's notable efforts 
have included the help he's given the college team at the University of Louisiana Lafayette to be the first campus team of its kind to build and launch satellites. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And you can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950, or and or frequencies 14.333710.1377.1103, 3.155. And I am Carl with a K. Call sign Victor Kilo HL Alpha Whiskey. Now, operational news with Felix VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest wise. October, Oceania Dex Contest Part 1, this weekend on Now. Phone, October 7 8, 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. Then, CW, October 14, 15, from 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. 75ZQLYDX Contest SSB League is October 28-29. With the CW test November 25-26. Both legs run 0000 hours UTC Saturday, ending 23-59 hours UTC Sunday. November, VHF UHF Spring Field Day. 25-26 November 0100 hours UTC Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday And a peak at January 2024 contest-wise Ross Hull Memorial Contest Running on VHF and above for the month of January You nominate the best 7-day or 2-day period per category For more information visit the contest page at wia.org.au January 2024, VHF UHF Summer Field Day. 13-14 January. 0100 hours UTC Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday. But to make it a little fair in VK6, they add 3 hours on the start and end times. Australia Day Contest. This contest is to encourage amateur radio promotional activity around the world and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. It is held on the Australia Day public holiday, 26th of January. Amateurs here in VK will endeavour to contact other amateurs around the world. Some VK operators will be using the AX prefix to celebrate Australia Day, as it's wanted by many amateurs. Scoring is distance-based and calculated using four-character grid squares. DX Window, Monaco. During October, all Monaco amateur radio operators are allowed to use the special call sign 3A70ARM to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Association des Radio Amateurs de Monaco. Activity may be on 80 metres to 10 GHz using all modes. QSL via operator's instructions. Team Oleste Satoshi JH2EUV is QRVS 4W stroke JH2EUV from Dili until October 13. 
activities in his spare time on 80 to 6 metres. QSL to home call, which again is JH2EUV. Samoa. QRV is 5W0LM until October 14 on 166 metres using CW, SSB and FT8. QSL via 9A3MR. French Polynesia. TX6D from Tahiti, IOTA OC046 until Sunday next, October 15. Activities on 160 to 10 metres with five stations using CW, SSB and various digital modes. QSL via DL7, DF. 6W stroke IB3 FSG from Senegal until the 16th of October. This wire operator is operating SSB in the digital modes in her spare time. Refer QSZ.com for QSL details. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4 FUQ Enningham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3 FFF. And a good day to you. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. The HEMA Summit Award Scheme is slowly expanding with Cyprus, East Malaysia and West Malaysia being added to it and the first activations occurring from these regions in the last few months. There's been the first World HEMA Day on September 1st-2nd. There was a good response and all certificates have been sent out. Congratulations to Bill, M0DXT, and David, M0YDH, as joint top scorers. It looks like it'll be run again around the same time next year. Daily.hamweekly.com say a smartphone app for Android smartphones, HEMA Assistant, is in the testing phase and spotting and listing spots with the app are working. Other features are still under development. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Astronomy Solar Eclipse QSO Party seeks amateurs and radio enthusiasts for global experiment. ARRL is proud to partner with HAMSI to help promote participation in the Solar Eclipse QSO Party, the SEQP. SEQPs are a series of global experiments, and you could be a part of them. Solar eclipses will pass across the continental United States on Saturday, October 14th and April 8th, 2024. During these celestial events, you can join thousands of fellow amateurs as part of the largest crowd-sourced event for ham radio scientific exploration. The SEQP is part of the Festivals of Eclipse Ionospheric Science and is for learning more about how the ionosphere works. All radio amateurs need to do is operate using any mode and any band for all or part of the day, then upload their logs. Participation can be from anywhere. You don't even need to be near the path of the eclipse to contribute valuable data. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. WSJTX has released a beta version with full duplex, ideal for use on RS-44, AO-109 and other linear satellites. 
It also includes many other useful satellite operating features. Bob Twiggs, KE6QMD, and Nick Pugh, K5QXJ, will be partnering with University of Louisiana and other organizations to apply for a NASA grant to fly a 3U satellite with approximately 30 small thinsats. This program is designed so high schools and universities with minimal satellite experience can have an opportunity to place satellites in low Earth orbit. This program anticipates schools with budgets of less than $500 to get to space. Bob and Nick will be presenting this initiative at the 41st Annual AMSAT Space Symposium and Annual General Meeting to be held October 20th, 21st. Worldwide special interest groups, medical. In Tennessee, some newly licensed TAMs are adding vital skills to the state's Medical Reserve Corps. Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, has those details. Andrew Albertson, KN4CTG, has a little extra pride in his voice when he talks about the latest group of technician class amateurs who passed their license exam in Tennessee. That's because they are graduates of a class he taught. They're not just new hams, but volunteers with the Tennessee Medical Reserve Corps, which began offering the classes last year. The MRC is giving a new priority to encouraging members to get their amateur radio licenses. The Tennessee MRC, which is overseen by the Tennessee Department of Health, is part of a national network of more than 200,000 volunteers. Andrew told Newsline that he began teaching the classes last year after Melanie Grant, KQ4ARE, coordinator for the MRC's South Tennessee area, asked if he would be willing to help expand the volunteer skill set in that region to include communications. Since then, he has also taught classes in the Tennessee's MRC in the nearby Upper Cumberland region. The goal, he said, is to have a total of 50 to 60 volunteers licensed between the two regions to provide what he called an organic capability in communication within the ranks of the volunteers. The MRC does not replicate the work of Aries or Racy's. Its mission is to be part of a larger public health response in the event of a crisis. This is Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. Thanks, Skeeter. Now from Tennessee to VK2 and Alec, VK2APC, radio amateur young timers, Yota. The newest operator handling a weekly evening net for the Philippines ham radio Cebu DX7 CBU is also a very new ham who has wasted no time showing her leadership skills. At the age of 10, Summer Mina, Delta Yankee 7, Sierra Uniform Mike, is the youngest member of the club where her parents, Yawn DW7 KGB and Bop Bop DW7 OIC run nets on other nights. With the help of their parents and her mentor, Jet 4F7 MHZ, who is also the club's founder and trustee, Summer sat for her foundation exam from the National Telecommunications Commission this past June and received her license. Now she is actively taking check-ins on two meters. Jet told Newsline in an email that Summer was inspired by her parents' activities as amateur radio operators, calling her a natural achiever. Her leadership abilities extend to her academic life off the air. When she's not running the show on the local repeater, Summer is in her third term as president of her class at the Marriott Montessori International School in Cebu. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. Worldwide special interest groups, VHF and above. 
VK8 operators enjoy the fruits of trans-equatorial propagation. Up in the Territory, as the mangoes start to ripen, they enter the mango madness season as the build-up starts and the humidity starts to climb. This usually brings some good openings and this year exceeded expectations with regular trans-equatorial openings on 2 metres into Japan. VK8ZZ filed this report. In the top end, VK8 amateur radio operators in the Darwin region have been enjoying regular trans-equatorial openings on two metres to Japan in the evenings. Contacts have been made via FT8 and SSB with five and nine contacts each way in some places. It all started with some serious work by Joe VK8VTX, who is an avid VHF operator, discovering the Japanese amateur radio band specifies as 144.460 MHz as the preferred FT8 operating frequency. Regular openings from VK8 to Japan on 6 metres most afternoons and evenings encouraged him to try for a contact on 2 metres and eventually revealed an opening to the JA6 Kakushima region in the very south of Kyushu Island in Japan. Joe made his first contact using a vertical antenna. Joe was quickly joined by Gary VK8AW, another VHF enthusiast. A number of top-end amateurs made contacts into JA6. SSB contacts were made by Joe, Gary, Richie VK8RR and Phil VK8MC. On the 26th of September, VK8RR, using his 44-element EME station, worked into Osaka JP3EXR on FT8 at a distance of some 5,200 kilometres. Perhaps not a record, but getting close. Darwin Region VK8s are making the most of the conditions while they last and are hoping for more openings further north into Japan if the propagation gods are feeling benevolent. And that's it for today's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from Sunny Bendigo. Who listens to radio? This is Ron, VK3AFW. This is Graham, VK4CEG from the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club. This is Nathan, VK5DAD. Hi all. Hello everyone, this is Maria, VK5MAZ. Rewind. G'day, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK, with Rewind. Philip Smith, an amateur radio operator working at Bell Labs, devised a chart that even today can help engineers understand the behaviour of transmission lines. From an early age, Smith had a keen interest in radio, creating his own amateur radio station using homemade components and contributing articles to the radio section of the Boston Traveller. In 1924, Smith went to Tufts College to study electrical communications. Upon graduating in 1928 with a degree in electrical engineering, he was offered a job at Bell Telephone Laboratories. Smith's first assignments at Bell required him to take countless measurements of standing waves, inspiring him to develop a quick method to compute the input impedance of transmission lines. In 1931, he created his first graphical solution in the form of a rectangular chart. 
However, Smith recognised the limits of this chart, which could only accommodate so much data. He continued to search for ways to improve his chart, constantly refining it. After enhancing the chart with a grid made up of orthogonal circles, he could finally accommodate all data from zero to infinity. And thus the Smith chart was born. After a slow acceptance process, his article describing the chart was published in 1939. The Smith chart is a tool for visualising the impedance of a transmission line and antenna system as a function of frequency. The charts can be used to improve understanding of transmission lines and how they behave from an importance point of view while also helping with impedance matching. My time is up. With Rewind, this is John Knox, VK4FJRK. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au 2023 social scene clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section and it's really very simple because most of us have a smartphone and with a smartphone you've got an inbuilt recorder so no excuse unless of course you only operate ft8 or cw now vk6 it's perth tech october 28 in Hobart, November 4 and 5, Alara Meet 2023. Rosebud Radio Fest at Eastbourne Primary School, Sunday, November 12. And wrapping up November, November 26, Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale. Obviously, that's VK5 and November 26. Now, till next we meet, I am Graham. I'm VK4BB. Walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.